Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. 40s here this evening. Overnight and first thing tomorrow morning, about 30 to 36 degrees. You can expect mainly clear skies and sunshine for your Saturday afternoon. Temperatures tomorrow will top out between 45 and 50 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Manassas 39 tonight, Metro Center 44. Frederick, Maryland 39 degrees. Some of us could fall to about 30 overnight. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up to developing stories as the U.S. launches retaliatory strikes against Iran-backed militias in Iraq and Syria, hitting more than 85 targets. CBS News will have the latest in seconds, then we'll go in-depth with the Washington Post at 11.15. Montgomery County is now on the search for a new school superintendent. I'm Kate Ryan. What is the punishment tonight for a man convicted of shooting a pregnant woman in D.C. about six years ago? Could air tags be the undoing of would-be porch package thieves in the district? I'm Matt Koufax. Well, there was a little bit of a battle going on, but in the end, the Wizards do fall to the heat 110 to 102. It's 11 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. The U.S. launches a series of retaliatory stri- airstrikes on Islamic-backed sites in Iraq and Syria. The strikes lasted over 30 minutes and involved multiple aircraft. CBS's Nancy Cordes reports from the White Pentagon House. Pentagon officials say two B-1 bombers were among the military aircraft used to strike more than 85 targets in Iraq and Syria. The targets included command and control centers, weapons depots, and drone storage facilities, all of them linked to Iran's Revolutionary Guard and affiliated militia groups. The strikes were approved by the president and launched just a few hours after he welcomed the bodies of three fallen service members back to U.S. soil. All three were stationed in Jordan at a U.S. outpost known as Tower 22 that came under fire last Sunday. There are heightened fears of a widening war in the Middle East. CBS's Deborah Pata traveled to the Israel-Lebanon border this week and reports on a potential risk of a response from Hezbollah. Israeli troops are on the ready in the north and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has threatened to turn Beirut into Gaza while Hezbollah's leader Hassan Nasrallah has warned that if Israel wages war against them, it will be very costly. That's the sound of teachers celebrating in Newton, Massachusetts, after a deal was reached to end their just over two-week strike. Students missed 11 days of school due to the strike, one of the longest in state history. Classes are expected to resume on Monday. A temporary reprieve in court for former President Donald Trump. CBS's Scott McFarlane reports. Here in Washington, at the federal court, the March 4th trial date for Donald Trump's 2020 election conspiracy case is now off the calendar, postponed indefinitely, potentially toward, if not beyond, the November 2024 election. The judge is still waiting for an appeals court to rule on whether Trump is immune from prosecution under his claim of presidential immunity. The jury will start deliberations on Monday in the case of Jennifer Crumbly, mother of the teenager Ethan Crumbly, who was convicted and sentenced to life in prison for the shooting at a Michigan high school in 2021. 
Today, the defense and the prosecution laid out their closing arguments. CBS News Detroit reporter Andres Gutierrez has more. McDonald threw up a PowerPoint slide showing the conflicting stories of what Crumbly knew before the shooting and what she claimed to know after. And McDonald also emphasized that it wasn't about the school doing everything right, but instead what Crumbly did or didn't do to prevent mass murder. Exxon overcomes a hefty charge in falling crude prices in the fourth quarter to top profit expectations. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 11.03 here on WTOP, Friday night, February 2nd, 2024. Manassas at 39 degrees and dropping to about 30. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. Montgomery County School Superintendent is stepping away from that job tonight, less than two weeks after she said she'd stay on to fight to keep her job. Let's get the latest details from WTOP's Kate Ryan. Monifa McKnight, now the former Montgomery County Schools Chief, said in a statement that she and the Board of Education had reached what she called a mutually agreed-upon separation. The board met in a closed-door meeting Friday afternoon before announcing the change at the top. The handling of allegations of sexual harassment and bullying by a former middle school principal led to investigations of how employee misconduct complaints have been handled. Will Jawando is the chair of the Montgomery County Council Committee on Education, which will hold a hearing on school operations next week. There's some relief in the sense that, you know, you don't want these things to drag out. But he said McKnight, who had two years left in her contract, had taken on the job at an incredibly challenging time. You know, I put my kids on the bus every day. So many parents do, and they want their kids to be able to show up to schools that are prepared to receive them with teachers who are supported and have what they need so kids can learn. Brian Hall, the chief operating officer, will be acting superintendent while a national search begins. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. A D.C. man gets more than a quarter century in prison for shooting a pregnant woman back in 2018 in southeast D.C. 32-year-old Joshua Hampfield was sentenced today to 26 years in prison. It would happen about seven months after he was found guilty. Prosecutors say back in September of 2018, Hemphill went to the home where his former girlfriend was staying with her friend. And in a fit of rage, they say he fired a round into the door, went into the apartment, then chased the two women into a small closet where he fired two rounds that hit the friend in the back of the head and in her left hand. The woman was 24 weeks pregnant at the time she was shot. The victim received emergency neurosurgery at MedStar Washington Hospital Center. Both she and the baby survived. The original murder case that exposed serious forensic errors in D.C.'s troubled crime lab and ultimately led to the lab losing its accreditation is finally coming to an end. Two men were sentenced today for the shooting death of 21-year-old Amari Jenkins. This was back in 2015. 34-year-old Joseph Brown, 30-year-old Rondell McLeod both admitted they fired close to 30 rounds at Jenkins outside St. Luke's Catholic Church in Northeast D.C. Brown was sentenced to 25 years behind bars, McLeod getting 10 years in addition to the 11-year sentence he was already serving for federal robbery charges. Now 1106, porch package thieves, porch pirates as we call them, beware. D.C. police are using a new method to track stolen packages. 
with the help of Apple AirTags. People want to be able to have things delivered to their home. They want, you know, they want to, they want to feel safe from doing that. MPD 5th District Commander Sylvan Altieri says the new idea came to him when he realized AirTags could lead them to the exact location thieves take their stolen packages to, rather than using manpower to manually track things down. You know, often it's a repeat perpetrator. He says they want those who steal off of others' porches to be worried that their next package could be the one that locks them up for good and says they think this will help reduce thefts by a lot. Matt Koufax, WTOP News. D.C. police say they're looking for the community to help catch porch pirates. If you want to volunteer to place a special package on your porch, you can email the cops. We'll have information at WTOP.com. 1107. Two D.C. apartment complexes, the people running them, are now accused in a new lawsuit of discrimination for requiring possible renters to have a minimum salary and a certain credit score. They are practices that perpetuate housing segregation in D.C. Joanna Wasik with the Washington Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights says even the website had discriminatory statements on it. Air Communities owns the complexes in McLean Gardens and Logan Circle. It's really important for tenants who have vouchers to have housing choice to be able to move into those communities. Eviction records in D.C are sealed after three years, but the company's accused of not taking any tenants with an eviction record. They are discriminating against people with old eviction records. And Wasik says renters can't be denied because of income or credit score. Scott Galman, WTOP News. WTOP has asked air communities for comment. I don't know if you've priced airline tickets for Europe lately, but you're definitely looking at many hundred dollars, if not into more than a thousand dollars. Except here, it's a European getaway out of a local airport costing less than 200 bucks. The details ahead on WTOP. With just one touch, you can listen live to WTOP on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Download the WTOP app and choose it in your car's display so you never miss the stories you want to know, the local news you need to know, or the traffic you want to avoid. WTOP News. Facts matter on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA. It's 1108. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Let's go to Robert Workman in the WTOP Traffic Center. Light to moderate volume around the area. 95 corridor in good shape between Dale City and the Beltway in Springfield. No issues inside the Beltway along 395 up past the Pentagon towards the 14th Street Bridge. Riding the Beltway from the Springfield ramps up towards Tyson's Corner. Your lanes are all open. A little congestion through that bottleneck as you head past the Dulles Toll Road where you go from four lanes down to three. Then magically back to four on the way up to the American Legion Bridge. Eastbound on I-66. The pace is good as you come in through Fair Oaks towards Vienna and continue across the Beltway. Route 7 and the Dulles Toll Road, likewise, in good shape. Montgomery County Beltway looks good between the 95 interchange in College Park and the American Legion Bridge. No issues along I-270 coming down from Frederick towards Gaithersburg and Rockville. 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway in good shape through Laurel. And inside the Beltway, the Parkway and Route 50 in good shape towards New York Avenue and Kenilworth Avenue. One long-term work zone inbound on New York Avenue as you head past Florida Avenue takes away your right lane. The WTOP Traffic Center is... 
furnished by Regency Furniture. You can finance 60 months now with no money down, not a cent out of pocket. Regency Furniture, affordable, never looks so good. I'm Robert Workman, WTOP Traffic. Now 7 News. First alert, Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Clouds have been taking their sweet time moving out, but by morning, we're going to be mainly clear. Temperatures this evening in the 40s with a dry evening for you. 30 to 36 degrees, the range in temperatures for early Saturday. For Saturday afternoon, 45 to 50 degrees. And a little warmer on Sunday between 48 and 55 degrees. Both Saturday and Sunday, I'm tracking sunshine for us. And even for much of next week, your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all looking dry. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Upper Marlboro at 41, Woodbridge 43, D.C. 44. Some parts of our area could be down to about 30 overnight. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. 1110. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. And Jeff Claybaugh. 353,000 jobs gained in January. Well ahead of estimates, the unemployment rate unchanged at 3.7%. Ford's hybrid sales last quarter were up 43% from a year ago. But an 11% drop in EV sales. Play Airlines is offering $129 one-way flights from BWI Marshall and Dulles to six European cities with a stopover in Iceland. The Dow and the S&P 500 rallied to records again Friday. The Nasdaq up 267 points. Jeff Claywell, WTOP News. For the week, the Dow and S&P were up almost 1.5%. The Nasdaq gained about 1% for the week. The United States has launched retaliatory strikes in Iraq and Syria. This is to avenge the killings of three U.S. service members in Jordan and the injuries for dozens more. Stay with us here on WTOP as we'll get an update from the Washington Post, some reporting and analysis on all that's unfolded tonight. Stay with us. The Super Bowl is set. It's time to celebrate with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. I'm going to be laying the short number with San Francisco, and I'm going to be placing a small wager on Kyle Juszczyk at 25-1 to odds to score the first 49ers touchdown. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Big G. That's FanDuel.com slash Big G. B-I-G-C-H-E-E. 21 or older and present in Virginia. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Later this half hour on WTOP, we may have solved the mystery of who was stealing pride flags from a home in Arlington. Stay with us. It's 1113. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. 
the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. The Nation's Gun Show at the Dulles Expo in Chantilly, Virginia, this weekend. 1,300 tables, over two miles of guns, knives, accessories, and more. Shop dozens of expert dealers to get your best deals at low gun show prices. Concealed carry classes. The Nation's Gun Show at Dulles Expo. New hours, opening at 1 p.m. Friday until 8. Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 to 5. Advanced tickets, coupons, and more info at the Nation's gunshow.com Washington's top news WTOP Facts Matter 1114 I'm Dimitri Sotis thanks for being with us today The U.S. military has launched an air assault on dozens of sites in Iraq and Syria. The targets, Iranian-backed militias and the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. The airstrikes are in retaliation for a deadly drone strike that killed three U.S. troops in Jordan last weekend. They were launched shortly after the remains of those three service members were returned back here to U.S. soil. Washington Post national security reporter Alex Horton joined us earlier to talk more about what has unfolded with these airstrikes. I think one of the more significant aspects of this is the targets included not just the Iranian-backed militias operating in Iraq and Syria, but Iranian Quds Force, which is the paramilitary arm of the Iranian military. So they haven't been struck directly, at least publicly, since 2020 when the U.S., killed Soleimani in Baghdad. So that was a significant escalation in terms of going after Iranians themselves and not just the militants that they advise and support. I know we have to wait for the damage assessment, uh, at least until tomorrow or later in the weekend. But uh, from, from what we know so far, has this inflicted pain? Will it inflict pain in a way that perhaps the Iranian decision makers may think twice about launching their new strikes? What we know so far is there were uh, four sites in Syria and three sites in Iraq struck a total of 85 targets. So a lot of those sites were multiple sorties uh, to strike them. They went after intelligence cells, weapon storage facilities, missile launch sites, that sort of thing. We heard from the National Security Council after the strikes. They said they're waiting for the Senate to come up to do a more extensive look at the damage. They did say that they anticipated they killed some militants at those sites, you know, inside those facilities. And they also said they took great caution to avoid civilian casualties and selected their targets of that. But it's, it's not immediately clear if they avoided civilian harm. The president and uh, people close to him are not seeming to hide the fact that this is really just the beginning of this. And we shouldn't be surprised when there's an Associated Press news alert that more airstrikes have happened. Yeah, I think we're closer to the beginning than the end of retaliatory strikes against groups linked to the uh, the drone strike in Jordan that killed three soldiers. So it looks like there's more to come, and the areas where they're targeting are what the military calls a target-rich environment, which, you know, depending on your outlook, would, would suggest that there are plenty of, you know, militants to go after, which also raises the question that, you know, whether American policy is, is having an effect there. Uh, what about the larger concerns about a, a broader conflict in the Middle East that the Biden administration is adamant it's trying to avoid? I mean, have we even tonight with these new airstrikes gone from sort of a low-level war to even like a mid-level conflict? I suppose these labels can can uh, move depending on your opinion, of course. Yeah, it certainly can. You know, and there's some kind of literal definitions of war that, you know, Congress has to declare it. And as we know, we've been 
sort of boiling the frog of the last 20 plus years when it comes to taking action against militants and, you know, name a country and, and the Middle East and Africa and other places. So I think the administration was trying to thread the needle here in terms of applying pain and pressure on the groups responsible for the attack uh, in Jordan, but also don't go so far as to risk just a further escalation in violence. So that's why the targets were selected in Iraq and Syria and not Iran itself. But do remember that, you know, Iraq is a sovereign country and they've voiced a lot of frustration and concern over airstrikes recently in their country. And they came out and said that afterwards, that this was a violation of their sovereignty too. So that also creates tensions between Baghdad and Washington when it comes to the status of the U.S. forces there and and how long they may be able to, to stay in the country. That's Washington Post national security reporter Alex Horton speaking with us a bit earlier on WTOP. Quick look at the top stories tonight. Montgomery County Public Schools Superintendent Monifa McKnight is out of that job this evening. President Biden and the First Lady Jill Biden were at Dover Air Force Base as the bodies of the service members were returned. The three service members killed nearly a week ago after a drone attack in Jordan. Keep it here for full details. It's traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Robert Workman in the WTOP Traffic Center. No incidents reported around the Beltway through Prince George's County from Route 50 around towards the 95 Interchange in College Park. Interloop, likewise, in good shape the other way, past FedEx Field and Joint Base Andrews and down towards the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge. Maybe just a few brake lights with the merging traffic getting past 210 and 295. Downtown Anacostia and Potomac River Bridges running without incident. There is the long-term work zone inbound on New York Avenue at Florida Avenue. Barrels out in the right lane. No one actually working. Uh, you'll get through without too much difficulty over towards the 3rd Street Tunnel. Road work scheduled on northbound I-90 through Dale City up towards the Prince William Parkway along the left side of the roadway. Light volume, though, shouldn't cost you any time right now. As you continue on up towards Lorton, Newington, and Springfield, all is well. No incidents reported along the George Washington Parkway, even with the long-term work zone through there as you head past CIA and down towards Spout Run. No issues in from the west along Route 7, the Dulles Toll Road, or I-66 towards the Beltway. I'm Robert Workman, WTOP Traffic. And now to Veronica Johnson. She's 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist. Clouds have been moving out, and we've got a really nice weekend underway. Clearing skies here this evening with your temperatures in the 40s. By morning will be mainly clear between 30 and 36 degrees. A little cold, but a nice rebound will be slightly above average for our temperatures tomorrow afternoon. Average now at 46 degrees. I'm forecasting 49 for the district and a range anywhere from 45 to 50 degrees through the area. A little warmer on Sunday, low to mid 50s expected. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Ronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Hyattsville 41 Herndon 42, Foggy Bottom 44 degrees, and some of us may be down to about 30 in the coldest suburbs. We're brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air, trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Still ahead on WTOP, another special report on the U.S. launching retaliatory strikes in Iraq and Syria to avenge the deaths of three service members in Jordan last weekend. Also ahead on WTOP, it was Shadow Day not so much seeing the groundhog shadow, but shadowing the people that work in Nats Park. It's all ahead on WTOP. Hello, I'm Abigail Spanberger, and I am proud to serve Virginia's 7th District in Congress. Here's something you might not know. If you or a loved one are having an issue with a federal agency, like the IRS, the VA, or Social Security, my office can help. Serving Virginians, including our veterans, seniors, and federal employees, is my job. So if we can help, go to Spanberger.house.gov. That's Spanberger.house.gov. 
Paid for by the funds authorized by the House of Representatives for the 7th District of Virginia. The WTOP Charity of the Month is Easter Seals. Since 1945, Easter Seals has worked tirelessly to enhance quality of life for children and adults with disabilities, low-income families, and for those with military backgrounds. Providing child development, adult daycare, and comprehensive military family support in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, Easter Seals is creating a hopeful, inclusive community where all people realize their potential and live their most meaningful lives. For more information, visit WTOP.com. Search charities. That's WTOP.com. Search charities. 1122 on your breaking news, traffic, and weather station, WTOP. This is a special report from ABC News. The U.S. strikes back. I'm Chuck Sievertson. The White House says there will be more U.S. air attacks against Iran-backed militant groups in Iraq and Syria. Today's strikes were in response to the drone attack that killed three U.S. troops at a base in Jordan last weekend. On retaliating while trying to avoid a wider Mideast war, White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. If you're trying to take away their capability, then you are by default uh, working to de-escalate the tensions. Um, and, and that's the that's the approach that we'll take. ABC's Louis Martinez at the Pentagon. We are told that some of those facilities that were struck today included locations where rockets and missiles and those drones that have been used in all these attacks in Iraq and Syria were being stored. The goal appears to be to also disrupt the logistics and munitions supply of these militia groups that are backed by Iran. All those weapon systems come from Iran. Our Louis Martinez. This is ABC News. Stay with WTOP all weekend for frequent updates. Other news investigators are trying to figure out what caused a small plane to crash into several mobile homes last night in Clearwater, Florida. Officials say the pilot and two people on the ground were killed. This was three miles from the nearest airport. Huge explosion. The house shook. Neighbors described the moment after a small plane crashed into mobile homes in Clearwater, Florida as terrifying. I was screaming, call 911, call 911. A report of an airplane crash that was above head. The trailer at this location is now on fire. Within seven minutes, firefighters were on scene battling the blaze. Officials say four homes caught on fire and most of the plane was inside one of them. They were able to throw a significant amount of water and foam on all the structures, which extinguished the fire very, very quickly. That report from CBS News correspondent Christian Benavides. For the past five months, one home in Arlington has been reporting a robbery to police. For each month, a pride flag was stolen right off the front porch. Now, there's word tonight police have arrested two men in connection with these stolen pride flags. 20-year-old Matthew Henshaw of Fort Myer, Virginia... 23-year-old Joseph DiGregorio of Bayshore, New York, both arrested and charged. Hershaw is released on bond. DiGregorio out on a summons. Today wasn't just Groundhog Day. It was also National Job Shadow Day. For some local students, that meant a trip to Nats Park to get an up-close look at what it takes to work in the front office. You have to be out there to actually learn it. Blue High School junior Christian Osborne is one of the 30 DCPS students who spent their day at Nats Park learning directly from the team's front office staff. I always want to widen my view of like certain jobs. And Chancellor Lewis Farabee says that's the goal of the Nationals Job Shadow Day. I'm hopeful that we have more um, minorities in leadership positions in professional sports. And I think it starts with that exposure. Cheyenne Coran, WTOP News. 
Sports at 25 and 55. 11-25 at Rob Woodfork. Fitting for Groundhog Day, the Wizards had a second consecutive bad third quarter in a home loss. They fell 110-102 to the Miami Heat, despite leading by as many as 11 in the first half. Two days after the Clippers outscored the Wiz by 21 in the third period, the Heat went on a 31-15 rollout of halftime. Interim coach Brian Keefe. We came out and had a great first half. We are playing defense was good, sharing the ball. Second unit came in, really bought it. Came out okay, a little flat start the third quarter, but at the end of the third, I thought we got some great looks. We just missed some wide open shots. And I truly trust our guys that they'll make those. Those are shots that we like the process. We'll continue to shoot him, I believe, in my guys. Corey Kispert led all scorers with his season-high 26 points off the bench, matching his career-best six made threes on a night when the Wizards as a team made only 26% from long range. As we await the commander's official announcement of Dan Quinn as head coach, one of the finalists for the job appears to have a new gig. Ravens assistant head coach Anthony Weaver is reportedly close to becoming defensive coordinator in Miami. His former Baltimore colleague Mike McDonald is reportedly adding his